Hey, everybody. Make us a mixtape. Don't leave out Husker Du. Put something on that the Cars did back in 1982. Make us a mixtape that brings me closer to you. And now we have a lawsuit on our hands. Bring it the fuck on. <laughs> anyway, I'm Marty DeRosa. I'm Paul Farvar. And this is Make Us a Mixtape, where each week we have one of our fascinating and talented and beautiful friends. Uh, or At enemies. least two out of those. Yeah, two yeah, out of three. yeah. And sometimes you have people on, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this person is, yeah. but they do it right. Oh, uh, I, I never get to book. I'm, I'm always, all those people that are messaging us to be on the list. Yeah. If you're not getting a response, it's because of Marty. Marty's the bad cop. I'm the one like, hey, let everybody in. I don't even know our email address. You're What's like our email the, address? You're like the, the border wall. You're like, let's, we have to have a, a line. Uh, it's uh, paulmartymix at gmail.com. Send us your five songs. There you, you go. Be on it. We've already had guests on that have sent their list. If you think that you can be on this podcast with two of Chicago's biggest music insiders. At least, yeah. You can do that. I sent you a, a we won't name it, but a different music podcast that I like. And you, yeah. you, you gave it the thumbs down. I didn't like it. I thought they were like a poor man's version of ours. I thought we <sighs> were way, way bad. We didn't Bold. say the name. Yeah. They were just giving opinions. We have like inside knowledge and detailed observations. Yeah. One of us was a musician in multiple bands. Yes. And one of us has good taste in music. And does a lot of drugs, which uh, makes you a better music fan. I feel it harder. Yeah. I don't think anybody's ever felt, uh, you know, a ska band as hard as I have walking down the, the street on... And, and for all, the, and all, for all the kids out there. Dad, uh, if you're listening. Uh, we do not condone the use of drugs. You do not need to do drugs to have a good time. No, but if you want to enjoy music, you should do drugs. And I want to point out one thing. Uh, one of your favorite quotes that you have every episode. Yes. I was on the road. Yes. I happened to be watching a television program. Mm -hmm. And then a movie came on called Clueless. Mm, yeah. Good. You know what? Pretty good soundtrack. Pretty good soundtrack. Pretty good soundtrack. Say. Yeah, they have a Counting Crow song on there. Uh, to cover uh, Ghost in You. Ghost in You by Psychedelic yes. Furs, 1983. Yeah. But the the interesting part mm -hmm. was that a band, the yes. Mighty Mighty Boston's, yes. were playing live at a prom at a party, yeah. in Beverly Hills. Yeah. It was a 90s movie. And there Dickie, had to be a band playing live. And Dickie, Dickie Barrett is in there. Patron saint of the podcast. Yes. So I just want to point out for you talking about the sell sellout and no, 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 credibility no, no, no. stuff. No, 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 Clueless. no, 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 no. First of all, Clueless was a hit movie. The lady who wrote Fast Times at Ridgemont High or directed Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Penel Penelope Miller, Penelope, sure, Penelope Ford's a wrestler, Penelope Miller, I believe. <laughs> anyway, uh, I th I think you thought you got me or something when you showed me that clip, which is bands can be in Ugh. good bands can be in movies. I, I the Red Hot Chili Peppers were in Thrashing, and they're horrible. Uh, but my point is that the cred on the what street is the cred, quote? What is the quote? The street cred, yeah. that you give for Dickie Barrett, yeah. uh, as this patron saint. No, no, no. Podcast. I like a quote he says because he says, "If you can't, can't do, do it, it live, yeah, we know, don't do it." You're talking about him just lip syncing to a song. Well, on a movie, which is what you do in a movie. Well, it was if he can do it live, then why is he even doing it? To get their band notoriety. So if, I'm just saying you you got to dude people dude fucking it's rappers just, do what is the fucking Post Malone does a Doritos commercial now and everybody's just like that's totally fine. But also, nobody cares anymore. Yeah, but also Dickie Barrett is the one that's on record saying, hey, if you can't do it live, don't do it at all. Well, yeah. guess what? He's lip syncing. That's not doing it live. He should put a little asterisk you're, at the end. You're, you're, this is like, if you were my lawyer, I'd fire you right now. What are you even talking right. about? We will Unbelievable. We will take this out on this another is, You know how they say people have hot takes? This is like the coldest take of all time. You know what? Just I'm not so a sorry. fan of my... We, yeah, we Listen, I'm fight. sorry. We have a guest here who's... We shouldn't fight in front of guests. Uh, <sighs> Curtis, first of all. Uh, first, introduce our guest. Curtis Shaw of the world-famous Laugh Factory. Curtis Shaw flag of the world-famous Laugh Factory. World famous Kershaw flag of the yes. last actor. Uh, first Former of all, comedian. First of all, <laughs> I mean, I, I apologize for Paul hijacking the show with yeah. bullshit out of the gate. I, I do have to say that Usher also performed in a movie. Does uh, that drive me crazy? Drive me crazy. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But there's he nothing the wrong with that because yeah. he doesn't go online saying, hey, you know, I don't lip sync. Or he did, I, I first of all, he doesn't go online. This was an interview before the internet <laughs> before even it, like existed, really. And he just said in an article, like, I just kind of think that if you can't do it live, you shouldn't do it. I just feel like it's a little hypocritical. That's all. Is it confirmed that he lip synced? Oh, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it was a movie, of course. The, yeah, you could hear the, the, the record Where version. did you go? <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> but anyway, bah, bah, bah. Marty sometimes. That Clueless soundtrack, Curtis, you were no, kind of nodding. It's, it's a banger. It's a banger. Right. Ghost yeah, yeah. in You is one of my favorites on there. And uh, there's a couple Kids of in America. 
It's a good one. Uh, What's the when she's going through the clothes? I'm going to be a supermodel. Yes. Jill yeah. Sobley, <laughs> yeah. who also Jill sang Sobel. I Kissed yeah, a Girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good call. Um, yeah, it's a good soundtrack. I, yeah. I agree. I just, I'm not a fan of uh, Dickie Betts or Mighty Mighty Boston. Dickie who? Dickie Betts. Dickie Barrett. Dickie yeah. Betts is an Almond Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> different, different band, which uh, I love. Uh, this is not normally how the podcast goes, Curtis. <laughs> let's just start Respect. over. Uh, <laughs> let's just let's just no. let's move on. We, Curtis, we haven't recorded in a couple weeks, and, and Paul's clearly rusty, <laughs> which I have to apologize for. Uh, Curtis, first of all, thank you for being yes, on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm sure me. you've been listened to, to every episode. <laughs> I love yeah. I love when someone's not listened to one episode no. of the podcast. He I clearly has not. Love it so much. I see um, the posts. Here's what we do. Uh, we have our friends, uh, you, oh, in you. this case, come in and make us a, a five-song mix. Have you ever made a mixtape for somebody before? Oh, Whether boy. it be a physical or in this new Spotify. world that, that Paul lives in of, of only uh, digital media. <laughs> yes. I actually used to make um, CD mixtapes. I, nice. I wasn't... I wasn't in the the world of cassettes. I had, I got Machiavelli, the Seven Day Theory, on cassette tape. Mm-hmm. That was like the last. That's like my era. So like right after that was when I like transferred over. You grew up in Peoria to right? CDs. Decatur, Decatur, Illinois. Decatur. Technically, a small town called Argenta. Okay, just outside um, of Decatur, Illinois. And yeah, I've, I've made a couple mixtapes for girls that I had a crush on. One I ended up. Um, dating for okay. six years wow okay. and it was and it was kind of based in high school off of, no this was uh college college okay it was my freshman year of college and, and do, you, I, do you think the mix had a lot to do with it it, it was the reason i it made was? I, I used to make and they were, they were called hot sweat and it was like volume one two three four whatever hot sweat I think, you, yeah, hot you sweat trademark that name no no i didn't it was a <laughs> how was there not a show at the laugh factory called hot sweat yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically a bomb okay stage, yeah. um and so yeah i made i forgot what volume it was but i did make it specifically for her Ooh. and it had <laughs> tracks on it that i wish i could i didn't even think I did you ever make the this. same mix for different girls and just like change it be like hey, for you no. veronica no no each my style. hot sweat. Everyone had their own specific hot, yeah, sweat. hot sweat. And this was in the age of um, of uh, pirating, so I would get DJ leaks, mm-hmm. and so they were all like unreleased, like songs that like, like, weird versions of songs. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And so they were, yeah, they were like sound like they were kind of in like recorded in a shower, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because they probably a, were. Yeah, they, they definitely <laughs> were. <laughs> so I made a yeah, hot sweat volume, whatever. But wouldn't they see the number they were, and they're like, wait, who got vo- hot sweat volume three? No, I explained it. I was like, oh, oh I make these, and like I made this one for you. Were you the uh, were you sort of the uh, the, the guy that people would go to the tastemaker for music, or would you kind of? Yes and no. So I used to throw a lot of parties like at my apartment when I was in college because I lived in a dorm for like the first semester, mm-hmm. and then it was like this is lame. So I got my own place with some basketball players. Oh, okay. Team. They were older, yeah. And so like my job was like I didn't have enough to pay rent, so I paid for the weed, okay. the cable, okay, and kind of like provided the entertainment for the party. So like nice. I curated the vibes for the party and that was like kind of my role and i was just like happy to do it and hang out with upperclassmen sure. like when i was in college so that yeah so people were like oh like what's this and i was like oh yeah like just like downloaded it yesterday were you like a music magazine guy or how were you figuring out who some of these people were it completely digital I just go on the like dj rap. list and see yeah well like. there was like websites like hot new hip-hop rap radar um, but like in the age of pirating, you kind of found this like dark web of DJs that would just like oh, love release this. leaked tracks. Yeah. And I'll never, it's called, it's VA, which was various artists, mm-hmm. dash, like DJ leak, and then it would be hip hop, R&B, mm. whatever it is. So you just like, you would type in those keywords and every Tuesday. And it would be a full would mix. Yeah. Do you hear certain songs? I, I think this with hip hop, and I think it's like. Mostly if you listen to like girl talk, but when you hear a song, you just expect it to like fade into the next song. Yeah, you know, like you hear a song and you're like, wait, 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 doesn't it go into the fucking? Yeah, uh, Yeah. the shitty part about it, which was why I did it different for whenever like I would download the songs and then make them in a mixtape, was that like it would be like one rap song, one R and B song, and there was like no real cohesion. Mm -hmm. So then I would kind of like you know put the pieces fill in the gaps, you know. Mm. And yeah, then there's also like drops. It was like DJ drop, and I'm like, love it, like fucking me up here, you know. Love it. Like I was the one who you know curated this yeah. like, playlist, but we used to have a guy in Chicago, uh, Julian Jumpin' Perez, and like <laughs> it would be playing the mix, and then it would go like, <laughs> Julian Jumpin' Perez is in the mix, mix, mix. He just put his little trademark <laughs> sure, yeah. between it's the like your watermark of a photo. Yeah. yeah, air horn. I feel like is for like like white people. Yes, the bomb drop is definitely for black people. Yeah, what's it's the pop. what's the Latino version of that? <laughs> A version of the horn, okay, and we're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, 
It's like the what's the Dixie chant that like the the horn did in um, yeah, revelry yeah, okay. or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Not revelry, but the, yeah. the rebel yeah the rebel, again, Dukes of rebel cry or whatever. Um, yeah, interesting. And then uh, when you put this mix together for us, did you have difficulty? Was it just like no problem? What are these? What's the yeah? What's does the, this have a vibe? Are these all time <clears throat> bangers? What's the what's the story? I have a slight confession to make on this mixtape. Full disclosure. Once upon a time, I used to write for the Chicago Tribune, and I was like on their blog site, Chicago Now, and I would just like, oh, yeah. it was called As I See It, and it was just like random shit that I thought about, and I'd write about it. Oh. So I did some research, and there's a company called Anne Vanilli, and what they do is when someone dies, they can choose to cremate their ad, to get their cremated ashes pressed into a vinyl. And so my- What does this have? I know, does yeah, this have to something to do with Millie? Millie? Mil- no, oh, I, I thought think it was, was Millie a, and Vanilli. Yeah, it was, I thought it was like a, a beef. Uh, like <laughs> Brian a, Vanilli. I thought it was like a, a joke off real. the like and Vanilli. I think I, that's actually a great question. I think it was a play on vinyl and okay. anvil. Like it was oh. like and uh, okay. Vanilli. Sorry, Anvil's I went down the Millie Vanilli route. Super and vinyl. Got it. Yeah, 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 I got it. So super morbid company, and so you could choose three things. Either they pressed it into a vinyl that had seven tracks. The second was your uh, living will and testament. So you would just record your the audio of your living will and testament. They play that at your funeral? They, no, they play it in the when you have to go like afterwards. And that would be funny it. if they did read it at your funeral and you're like, to my mother, I leave you all of my money. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Deborah. Yeah. So this was the list you made for that? Yeah, and the third one was just white noise, which I think is like super dope. Okay. Um, so this was... Part of the list because you told me to send right. Um, you made a list for and and this was songs to play on my like death vinyl. Oh. You had a list for this other when you were working at the trip. How yeah, many yeah. songs was on that one? Seven, right? seven. Okay, so you, two songs that I What'd left you cut? out what were are they? Um, "Man in the Mirror," Michael Jackson, nice. and didn't um, survive the time. D'Angelo and Lauren Hill had a song called "Nothing Really Matters." Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, that's on uh, Miseducation. Yeah. Paul yeah. mentions Lauren Hill every episode. Every episode. <laughs> that's like, like my favorite. Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever seen the the Lauren Hill Unplugged where she's like losing her mind? I've seen Lauren Hill live where she's lost Ooh, her mind. What happened? Congress Theater. She was two hours late. Sure, she's two hours late to a ride. Yeah, and then she was like an extra. Hour she's the female late. Axl Rose. Yeah, female oh, yeah. Axl Rose. Oh, easily. Yeah, it's like mm, she's the best. <laughs> and I so wish yeah, you kept I'll, that on this list instead of some of these other songs. Uh, well, thank you. Before <laughs> hey, we even get into it, <laughs> let's let's talk about some That's, of this. No, that whole al- that we talk about as, as Marty it's also said. like a cheat code. Like there's a couple that maybe cheat code on there, but like okay. anything off of like miseducation is like okay, we get it. Mm-hmm. Best album of all. I always say I've like often top three. said we can top get that debate later. Nice. But <laughs> finally, someone that agrees with me on this. She came. She came super fucked up, and then like was basically mumbling the words Mm -hmm. and imagine everyone's there for her and then she ends up getting booed off stage she goes backstage for like maybe 45 minutes people are like is she coming back out like a lot of people leave they slide a couch onto the stage and then she lays down and does basically the rest of her set like kind of like almost like dozing how long ago was this this was in her first movie, like okay. 2012, okay. 2013, something like did that. Did you go see her when she was at Pitchfork then? Because she did the whole album. The oh, really? Miseducation. I mean, that's really, that's, that's all she has. She only came yeah. out with an album. Well, no. Well, they, no she, she could did, do Fuji's. Like, did, uh, when she did Unplugged, she was like trying out new songs. Yeah. Really? And they were like long and not good. Not good. It's, it's, I have it on It's CD. a disaster. But the whole thing with that episode, I remember there were bets on whether she would show up and, and then the over and under whether, what time she'd start. She'd it's got to be wild if you're like a fan of hers or like I mentioned Guns N' Roses. There's other people, but those are like two of the ones that it's Divas. like they're, they're yeah. synonymous with like if they show up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like here we go. They're Morrissey clearly not going to be here. Till, yeah, and they're just like, they're like we know like don't even worry about like the the staff being like if we hit eleven, it's like yeah. over time they're like it? we yeah. know we know don't even worry about <laughs> it. Um, but it's it's wild though if you're a fan and just being like no 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 just wait just wait yeah like, <laughs> this is what she does yeah. don't even worry about but it. But then on top of it, you know, like there's obviously like that expectation of like maybe they show up maybe they don't and more than likely 100 percent they're going to be late. Mm-hmm. But then like to show up and then just be like yeah you know I mean like, she was so high it you, was like you can clearly tell somebody was like all right what if. You're laying on that couch right now. You seem to really like it. But what if we just brought the couch out? And she's like, can I lay down? And they're like, could you sit? She's like, no, I only want to lay down. They're like, all right, Lauren, you can lay down. Because that is that okay? Is someone going to hold the mic for me? No, you have to hold your own mic. Oh, but I bet like techs were moving mics around. Oh, right. They're like, should we put a towel down? Which is comic of note. I actually totally understand because 
there was a comic that showed up super fucked up mm-hmm. and we're like should we put them on stage like clearly they're pretty fucked up yeah peed their pants like pooped their oh, pants yeah. like the whole nine <laughs> sold out show mm-hmm. for them oh yeah and, I know you know what I mean and yeah. so it's like I, I get that like you know that what are you mitigating do? it to try to you yeah. know we kept putting comics up so they would like sober up a little bit and yeah. it just right, like right. It never happened and I was like alright well here you go here's, <laughs> here's what you paid <laughs> for put it to the wolves yeah wow. so I, I get the, the flip side of it but yeah it's just like email it's, it's us crazy. if you want to know who the comic is <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Paul, Paul and Marty Mix <laughs> Paul Marty Mix at gmail.com it's not, it's not a problem at all we can tell <laughs> I know you. who it is actually they could google it it's on <laughs> they probably could, yeah. okay so speaking of people doing it their way um that's Ooh. how you started the pot. You see? No? That's pretty good. See, I always coach. No, no, no. Usually Trez's <laughs> shoehorned in like it's so like, what? No lotion or lubrication, just throw it in there. Now, this um, is as a mixtape man. You started off with a, a slow song. That kind of builds yes. up a little bit. <clears throat> yes. And so the, the funny thing is it would be technically third on the list of okay. uh, in my order for my oh. death vinyl. All right. Um, now I'm looking at my list and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, if, yeah, Frank Sinatra, My Way mm-hmm. is... You know, a song that I think may be probably one of the most well-written tracks as it pertains to the theme. There's certain phrases he has in it where I'm like, I see what you did. Yeah, Because you you can really, like, listen to every lyric, and it's just like... It's like just a piece of you kind of ties uh into it. I know. I see what you did there, Frank. And so you asked about, like, my funeral, if it would be something. This would be the one song that I would want to play at my funeral, which I think is probably hack. I'm sure like a lot of Italians have this song played at every funeral. Italian, <laughs> every <laughs> Italian. You know, there might be uh, one person out there who hasn't heard this song yet. So I'm going to play this song for everybody and then we'll I, chat even more. about. Oh, it. before you play. Oh, yeah. It, weird thing. Frank Sinatra did not write this at all. No, <laughs> like, wow. not even a piece. He's a performer, not a songwriter. And now the end so I face the final curtain My friend, I'll say it clear I'll take my case <laughs> No, that's a great song. I'm, I'm do you not kidding. like the song? No, I do. I love it. It's just so sad. Like, when, when do you Especially knowing that it's going to be at your, your funeral. But it's a, I like it as a, it's a good move. When did you first hear this song or when were you, be, when did you become, like you like Frank Sinatra, you're a Frank Sinatra guy? Yeah. Okay. My grandfather definitely played it, and I'm trying to think around the time when I first heard it. Definitely in the car, on the way to fish. <laughs> Maybe like Not the band. No. Okay. <laughs> Which I've unfortunately had. I thought it was, I was just going to say that. I was yeah, like, that would be weird if you're like, hey, we're going to go hear this jam band. But have you ever heard of Frank Sinatra? And you're like, nah, man. I was so I was so concerned. I was like, wait, what? You listen to Fish? Like, all credibility. I, the first time I really, I think I was aware of who this, because I knew who sang it, unless they said it. I'm sure they said it. But also, I, I remember being like, I know this song. Liked it. But when uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper was going to retire uh, at WrestleMania 3 to go make movies, they did a video tribute to his whole career on Saturday Night's main event to My Way. Uh, and, of course, it's like they'll never play it. you got to like find it on YouTube or something like that because of the copyrights and stuff. Um, but it was so good. And I was like, it, to me now, when I hear that song, I just think of like, oh, I wonder right, right, what right. Roddy Piper clipped. Yeah. There was, when he was just like, I bit off more than I can chew. I yeah. imagine him getting beat up by like Adrian Adonis and <laughs> Cowboy Bob Orton and stuff. I would think that growing up in your family, your, your dad didn't get into that. No, no. Big Frank Sinatra. Okay. Yeah, he's a huge Frank Sinatra say. fan. Yeah. That's and why I knew it. But then when I saw it on there, it was like my world's collapsed. Yeah, like, oh, oh, shit. It's and to me, a, there's like. Your dad it, seemed a little cooler. Yeah, yeah. But also like if there's a great. You know, wrestling. I mean, like, if you ask a wrestling fan about the song, uh, like, My Way by Limp Biscuit, they are like, oh, the WrestleMania build-up video. Like, there's so <laughs> many of those where you're just like, you equate it to, like, yeah. a great video package or, like, something like that. And you're just like, it's just, man, it just, the right video package will just, like, immortalize a song. Yeah, I totally agree. And it, although it's a slow song. The like I said, it's one of the most well written songs that that on theme, you know, like mm-hmm. it's like okay, this is gonna be a song about you doing shit the way you want to do yeah. it, yeah. just like line for line, it matches up. <clears throat> but then like when it kind of hits the crescendo, it's like you're just like yeah, you're fucking right, I yeah. Did. Like, like, and there's just like subtle things like 
the regrets, I've had a few, but again, too few to mention. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I love that, like, the cocky Ooh. weaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it really good. embodies like Frank Sinatra because he was kind of like that guy. You know, he. I mean, there's so many stories. Tom Dries and I was sure. we all know, like, you know, Love's comedian that Frank opened Sinatra for Frank Sinatra. Yeah. and some of the stories that he has, it's like, how did this guy live through this? Like, just so many, just like you know, with the mob and just like all Alcohol, this crazy shit. Yeah. You know. And, you know, he did it. And this is almost like kind of an ode to it. So even knowing the history of Frank Sinatra, incorporating it in your own life, it's, yeah, it's like the anthem for fuck off, I'll do what I do. Paul Anka wrote it originally. There's like, there's like four or five, a few French names that I can't really call. Jacques Revoux? Yeah, yeah. He he was a songwriter. Lyrics by Paul Anka. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, the other ones. I wonder how there's that a is composer when you write color. a song because Paul Anka was a singer. Yeah. When you're just like, eh, I guess you're just like, well, I yeah. guess that's just. Well, that's how, how it goes. Um, a lot of people like the what's that, what's her name that wrote Chandelier. A lot of the songs that uh, she wrote, she wrote for other people. Sure. And she's just finally like, why don't you sing this? Yeah. One? What's her name? The one that wears the wig on her head. Shia. Sia. Sia, yeah. Sia. Yeah. So, Carol yeah. King is a great example. Yeah. I mean, she's written yeah. so many songs and she had her own very, you know, successful solo career. But like, you know, you write this song and you like you're like, hey, like I have this, you take it to the label, like, hey, like I'm ready to record. And they're right. like, actually, yeah. <laughs> can we give this to yeah. Well, that's I mean, it, that's how country all, a lot of those Dude, artists, they're so, all so none of those people wrote their own song. No. I mean, not a lot. Not but nobody, they, but a lot of them. And it was no big deal. But Stapleton wrote a lot of stuff for other people, right? And then now he became so one. many people wrote songs. All these for so guys many that are big. That's just artists. like there are people who that's are like, make I will Nashville. be a Nashville songwriter and just sit in an office and write songs all day. Yeah, uh, and then other times it's just, yeah, like you said. Sometimes it's just like maybe I'll do this. I can do it better than yeah. other people. Maybe. Yeah. But if you if you listen to Sia tell her story, cause, I mean, she was suicidal, depressed, and and messed up. And then uh, the producer was like, "Why don't you just sing this?" Because they they were giving that song, Chandelier, and and the other one of her hits to somebody else, and then. She's like, she decided to sing it herself, and it was amazing. I love hearing when like everyone passed on a song. Everyone passes on a song, and then they're like, "Fuck, what would that have been like if they sang?" It's like the Foreman Grill, right? You know who passed on the Foreman Grill? Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, yeah, (laughs) notoriously passed on the Foreman Grill. But then he sued Gawker. He sued Gawker, so it's like you know, you win some, you lose some. (laughs) I guess so. For that dumb video, <laughs> what a what a like as know, shitty as that was. He got paid so much for dropping the N word. There's so many people on Fox News like, how do I do that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what a win-win situation. Yeah. Get a good lawyer. There you go. Call Paul at gmail.com. No, that's not real. Don't do that. Is this your is this your office now? <laughs> no, soon to be. Yeah, I've got another three days. Um, speaking of people that did it their way, though, we uh, our next artist. I'll give you that one. Uh, George Clinton, the song Atomic Dog. A lot of people won't recognize the name of the song, but they will recognize they, yeah, the beat. So yeah. why don't we play a little of it All before right, we talk about it? I didn't. Well, that's why I love it. If you played a little yeah, in the background while we're talking. Um, just a little bit. I didn't realize how much of this song is sampled taken of everything. Like not just every, but the Snoop Dogg. Song. Sure. I mean, <clears throat> Snoop Dogg's whole persona was based off. Right. Of Snoop and Ice Cube went Dogg. so hard. Like when he did Bop Gun, yes. he went so hard into George Clinton on that album. So I mean, so many rap artists. That was like some of the earliest influences and in like sampling in like the '90s. I would say it's like '80s and certainly really different. But also, the song came out in the late '70s. Um, and the the P Funk movement. Yes. George Clinton and that that whole thing. But the funny like piece. The reason why I had this on there is like if you're gonna tell the story of Curtis Life, you're definitely gonna tell the story of when Curtis hit puberty. <laughs> And when Curtis hit puberty, this, this is a song, puberty song. Ahead. This is a puberty song. So you just do this I song was just before like everything that I saw. I'm like, oh my god! Like, as soon as you realize, they're like, oh yeah, you can like have sex with these women. Wait, this song? <laughs> you knew this song before you knew the Snoop Dogg song? Oh yeah. I'm How's that? Like my family raised me. Yeah, on. but you also had Frank Sinatra on here, and you're in Decatur, so I didn't know if you. If you I feel like Paul doesn't understand music. how important George Clinton is. 
yeah. like in a black family. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, tell, I, tell us, Bootsy Collins. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. did you ever watch George It's a Clinton. Different World or anything like that growing up? <laughs> I do you watched not, Good Times. Do you not know anything? And, and Different Strokes. <laughs> I feel like Those are black there was a very occupied there was just a point. <laughs> we were allowed to watch. I think as a kid this. too, this music like there's stuff you're not gonna get, but yeah. it's like fun. Didn't connect it's to fun dots kid music until though. yeah, until this song did. Yeah, I mean, it was just this was like it was like the dance song, you know. Fraternities do it now, where you kind of do like the march and you do kind of like the dog hand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would see that all the time, you know, and just growing like, up, this is like when you're yeah, still absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And as I got older and just like kind of start, especially in college and drugs were a huge part. I mean, the whole P Funk movement was like, mm-hmm. it was like the black version of free love, you know, yeah, and black like, hippies. You know, dropping a tab. Sure. Yeah. It's like you're dropping a tab or, you know, eating a, you know, a quarter <laughs> and you're just we're, like enjoying it. When uh, Snoop Dogg came out with, uh, was it like 94? Were Doggy you, style. Doggy style. Doggy style was, uh, you were in, you were in grade school then. Mm-hmm. And did you know, were you like, all your friends were like, were you like the one that was like, that's a George. Yeah. It was, no, I didn't. It wasn't even like because sampling is so prevalent in, in hip hop. It's not so much as like, ah, they ripped this off it. Right. You just kind of admired the way that they flipped it. I guarantee his record sales during that time went way, way up. Skyrocketed. And, and it, gave him, it gave him another. <laughs> no, yeah. It gave him like another popularity. Oh, absolutely. Resurgence. Yeah. He, he definitely had a huge popularity resurgence between that, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And, you know, because they. Um, they collaborated for the um, uh, Blood, Sugar, Sex, Magic, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. He gave out an MTV award. Yeah, he, was, yeah, yeah. he was like back for a <laughs> yeah. second. Between him and Rick James that just had these kind of like, it was just like almost a roller coaster of relevance. Between well, George Clinton, were. yeah, he made the better decision with music. And so then Rick James like, I'm going to collaborate with Eddie Murphy on this album. And then. Are, are, you, are you hating on that? That album? Yeah. Oh, well, we could. You, you like the. My I, girl I, likes I, to party like for, all the time. Yes, this, this it's not is, a bad song. Yeah, it's not a bad song. It's not a Number bad one. song. What's your, Number what's your two, second Eddie favorite? Murphy actually was he could sing really yeah, well. He's got a good that voice. song and like his like I don't know. It's like with Jamie Fox. Like I think Jamie Fox is an incredible musician and singer. Agreed. But then when he does something on an album, like ah, oh, like people don't. I wish know. he would just dig in. Like he has a special where the entire like last twenty minutes he's playing on the piano. Mm-hmm. That is like true art like someone who just like can flip from you know same way adam sandler would do but his was more spoofy mm-hmm. but and like then you do a serious movie yeah drunk love but eddie murphy what's the, what's your second favorite song on that album um he, the no the the <laughs> song with him and michael you. jackson human um, nature no it's, no no <laughs> him and michael jackson had a song together uh, and i can't even what? like the song but i do on remember the video yeah, and they're like all in the sky. Yeah. They premiered it on in Living Color, or no, Arsenio Hall show. Oh yeah, you know, what was you that? Know what I'm I about. don't want to yeah, look. Yeah. Paul, you can look it up. <laughs> what was I, that song? You know, uh, oh yeah, remember when debuting videos were like such a big thing? It was on, huge. I felt like for Fox really. Premiere. I felt like Fox really was like into that. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, what there was, was a Red Fox. Song? Hold on, don't say it just yet. Oh yeah, I do remember that. That was later though. That was, was it? Wasn't on that. All right, what was it? First of all, that's not on the Eddie Murphy thing with uh, Rick James. That was in the '80s when he did the My Girl Likes the Bar. The song you're talking about. But also, is, I was like, I was born in '85. So. I understand, <laughs> but the Rick James decision. I was just pointing out that George Clinton made the right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the song is "What's Up with You." What's up with you? What's up? What's up with you? What is up with you? And they're like in the sky and yeah, yeah, it's like oh, man. for one you're talking about the biggest comedian like who used of, to shit on and make fun of him or michael jordan well, michael yeah, but jackson that's what comedians yeah, yeah, do you know thank god and it's spelled what's uh, it's spelled the normal way i don't know why i thought it was a w a <laughs> yeah. well, that was like yeah zzup it seems right yeah it but seems yeah right. with video I, i'm and i bring it up anytime someone has one of those songs where it's like someone did like like a prayer or something like that it was huge oh, yeah. it was an event yeah everyone talked about it the next day yeah I feel, like, I feel like it. Michael Jackson owned that like world. Yeah, premiere. he did kind of black and white. Black and white, I remember. Um, the biggest one I thought was Remember the Time. With Eddie as the king. Remember. Yeah, Eddie was I the king. I don't know if anybody remembers that rollout, remember that. but it was like the first yep. time. It was like a true rollout. Like you found out that um, Amon yes. was in it. You found out that like Magic, Magic Johnson. Johnson was in he it. He was and, like, the guard. There, there would be like in like these like tabloid like magazines, and then like on late night news, they would like roll out oh, yeah. who was Parts. in this, and then it would like it was on Wednesday, yeah, yeah. whatever you know, and then it was like this huge fucking deal. It but, was an event. And yeah. everyone talked about it, and it was like a, it was almost like a movie premiere of just yeah. like I, they, it's so funny. They would play a three minute video, or with Michael Jackson with those like with the intros, it'd be like five, six, seven minutes. 
And then like they'd cut back to like Kurt Loder and Tabitha Soren. <laughs> they'd be think? like, "What did what'd you think?" Like it, like it's yeah. like Nightline. Yeah. They're talking about the election. Yeah, it's like the ESPN of movies. No, they yeah. would they would yeah. play it on Nightline. They would be like, "It's uh, what do you th- is the is the intro or the outro to the Dangerous song? What was the one where oh, he yeah. said breaking all the yeah. oh yeah. black yeah. or white." No, was it black? Yeah. No, black and white is the one. Black where and white, he bashes the car. He, yeah. At the end, he does yeah. that. Yeah, okay. black After it's all the people. That's black like the white. famous, like. Oh. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. It gave like your morning DJ something to talk yeah. about, and then you know it was <sighs> just a whole thing. Obviously, we could all say like social media kind of was like the end of that, just because there's so much right. content that comes mm-hmm. out like so fast, but also like the amount of money people spent for videos. Like, yeah. Remember, like Puff Daddy was just like every year trying to like spend more money on like crazy videos like Michael hypnotized. and Janet when they did Scream Scream that was like they do, I think it was like people were spending like one or two million yeah. or like one million was like whoa and they're like we're doing two and everyone was like you're yeah. out of control and then one of the band, best dance scenes in a yeah in a video like so going back to George Clinton, then did you grow up with the vi- did you have vinyls of George Clinton as a child? Yeah, or? most of these songs. Well, no, that song for sure. I had a vinyl. Atomic of. Dog. My my uncle was that. So I got like most of my music like Ackerman between my uncle and my 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 grandfather. My dad's a huge jazz fan. Mm-hmm. Kenny G all day every day. Uh, like, Kenny G just like really? long car rides. Of Kenny <laughs> really G. long car rides of Kenny wow, G. Ah, that's and the worst. So, and I if I played Kenny G Kenny for you G now, G would you just be like? motherfucker Ooh. dude we would drive from like decatur because his his family's most of my dad's side lives in tennessee so we drive to like the southern part of tennessee and like the only thing it, aaron neville and kenny g we're like right, that's aaron what Neville's my dad not bad. that's like what my dad like, swears get into by. jazz and yeah it would just be just like solos of kenny g i saw like kanye had kenny g play for kim kardashian for like oh yeah yeah or something yeah. like that and i was like you piece of shit how dare you <laughs> like, why would you How'd do that you to her? Like, my day <laughs> do you remember did your dad when you were driving he got to did you ever get to control the radio at all I, I no, you? dude i think not. when my dad drove there was no radio on <laughs> like i so, literally think there was no radio it's on. so funny because my dad would listen to wgn radio all day that was my or mom the news. and i would be like please can i put I'm music like, on just anything but music and yeah. now as you get older and the stations kind of suck yeah i'm like doing the same yeah, thing yeah. Like, i'm listening i to don't even think i think my dad used to listen to like the like where it was just like the news but so like every 10 minutes i'm like we we just, just heard, heard this right. it was uh, it's like weather on the ones and this on, no it wasn't even gn where they would actually was, talk about was, stuff uh 720 no or that not was 720, wgn 670 something like that it was just uh, like what is that called it was like WLS i just or? remember oh, yeah, where it was just like i'm like what are what are we doing <laughs> i'm like no news radio 78 that's, that's it. it i'm WBM. like and we're hearing like farm reports yeah like they're doing farm reports and i'm like this does not apply why do I need to know the price of soybeans? This is it's stupid. Not oh, you. I totally know the I station you're talking that. about too. Oh, I, it was WBBM, seven, and I'm, I remember being like driving from Oakbrook to the city, and I'd be like, "You've already heard yeah. this. This is we are on the yeah. road. There's no track. Can I just listen to one song?" And then he'd he'd let he'd let us though. But it was like, yeah, there was no control. I cannot the radio, imagine the thermostat. The, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jazz music all the way to Tennessee. But not just jazz oh. music. Kenny, Kenny G. Kenny G. <laughs> Weren't you like, Dad, we got a lot of good <laughs> jazz musicians. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? You is, know, I, I what never was really, it about Kenny G that spoke to his it, soul? I, as you were saying, I'm like, I never really dug to the bottom of it. I knew why he liked Aaron Neville. Like, mm-hmm. he talked about sure. Aaron Neville's like, all great. the time. Sure. You know, great story, you know, and just like Big wrestling and, fan. He sang yeah, the uh, America thing. the Beautiful <laughs> at many wrestling events. <laughs> but yeah, Kenny G had just never, I was, I don't know, I was probably like, afraid to ask. I'm like, yeah. why? Don't fuck up with this. Yeah. yeah. Was it the only other cassette you had? Like, it's, it's, it's fun <laughs> when uh, I had to go through my dad's music collection of CDs and they listen to Persian music all the time. What are some notable Persian artists? Um, Man, there's so like the Drake of like I don't, I wouldn't know. Moeen was one that was pretty big in the day. Um, but it's like different generations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mortaza was one I remember. I remember there were like two songs I did like, but you go to the American Sing the stuff. Hook. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. But uh, there was um, there were then you go to his choices for me, like American music, and it was like Celine Dion and Whitney Houston. You're like, oh my god, what's so weird? And I, How I, I was this I was thinking about this because it was like. Uh, I was looking at a list of like the top songs from I don't know what like maybe like ninety three or ninety two I think it was in that MTV book and they were kind of sh- sh- some music book I'm reading and they were talking about like the influence that bands like Nirvana had when they kind of came and wiped out a lot of the bands that were popular and it was like 
Amy Grant. Oh, yeah. And like, who the fuck are, was like, Amy Grant dudes was our age were like, man, have you heard that new fucking yeah. Bolton and Amy Grant? Like, look <laughs> out. You know what's interesting? Now you say it, it kind of comes back to me. I was talking about this with someone. When there's a new genre mm-hmm. of music that like comes on the scene, and I, I'll have to like look into this more because I could just be bullshitting. But I feel like once that genre takes over, whatever like was like the most popular at the time. So like when disco ended, and then like um, like like rock or whatever yeah. comes in. <clears throat> but whatever was going on at the time was like the worst of that genre. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh-huh. So like you say, like Nirvana comes on the scene as like Amy Grant. It's like well, of course that took on the scene because they were like. Oh my god, this That's is so much remember. better than what we were listening it was like, to right like, now. Like like Bette Midler from a distance was like a banger back then. Oh I was god. like, what are we doing? There was so much. Yeah, there was there was a lot of bad uh it was like adult contemporary. Adult contemporary pop. ruled the world. Really yeah. ruled. And it was like, well, I don't forget. know, this Michael Jackson and Madonna are getting pretty wild over there. And it's like, what <laughs> yeah. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like gangster rap. It was like it was like the old school like of course my they name were is afraid Curtis of and I'm yeah. here to say and then it's like mashed potatoes. It was like, oh, this is so much better. If you look at the if the first rap artists that kind of broke o- broke over were kind of like Jokey, a, uh, pedophile. No, I'm talking about oh, like sorry. 80. I'm not talking about. Wow. I'm not talking about the first rap, but the ones that like made top 40 were like Funky Cold Medina yeah. and Young MC. Well, I mean, Ice Ice Baby was the first number one. Well, right, but the other ones were before like uh, Tone Loke had like three songs. That yeah. Were, like, yeah, huge. That's how. If people sure. in Oakbrook got into rap, sure. like we, which is I, yeah, there's something to say. There's like a huge debate about like Eminem being a guest in hip hop, you know, yeah. as, a, as a white artist. But a there's, guest. you know, but right now rap is by far the most popular genre of music. Makes most the money, most money like yeah, in music, easily. and it really like it does take allies, you know, so mm-hmm. to speak, to open up the to like bring it into acceptance. I'll never forget when I was in seventh grade, my friend James Long, every day after practice, he played um, Insane Clown Posse. And like his mom would just drive and we would listen to Insane Clown Posse. Um, was it the Great Malenko? Yes. And uh, we I actually, listened to that. I saw George Clinton at the Gathering of the Juggalos. No fucking shit. That may be one of the I coolest did. things I've ever yeah. heard before. And they just finished, got on the bus, <laughs> and just like drove through the crowd to leave. It was pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, like, you know, but it took listening to like, you know, something that was much more like light. Yeah. To like introduce like, gateway, okay. gateway, so, yeah, yeah, it's a gateway, yeah. it's a gateway like, songs uh, more gateway than words artists. by extreme that, that got you into the <laughs> <laughs> what does that get you into? Now, that your next shit. song uh, takes a real departure, it does. Now, this man, oh man, my friend Aaron used to play this in his mom's <laughs> minivan every time we got in there. This was song one, <laughs> side one, yes, uh, and What's it's fun number? too. Where it him. goes, <laughs> why is why is this being played at Curtis's funeral? Wait, before oh, before oh. you mention this band, I uh, this is funny that this was on there. Because this weekend I was uh, on the road and we found a cover band uh, that covers only this band and Alice in Chains. Oh, okay. shit. In Arizona. Yeah. They're called Echo of Art, I believe. Uh, it was Stone Temple Pilots and Alice in Chains cover band. So they're they, getting all the pussy in Arizona. Uh, <laughs> There's none left, fellas. It's a, it's a Find cover, another state. It was a cover band at, at playing in a... In a slew of bars that were just like clubby, like yeah. you know, think of our Hubbard Inn. Street. What part of Arizona was this? This was in Scottsdale. Oh, Scottsdale! And the people that were there, it was the most fun I've ever. My friends and I were just watching. And the, the singer, I don't want to shit sure. on him, on, on, but he had a great voice. But like, they were like, "Wow!" Like, did he think he find, was he thought, Scott Weiland? He thought he was a mix or of that or Blaine uh, Staley. Blaine Staley. Best part of cover bands is when they like method act themselves into like whoever the front man oh, is and just love live it. the life. They dressed you know? like them. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But this uh, this song's called "Dead and Bloated" by Dead and Bloated. I love someone goes, "Why is this being played?" And it's like Stone it's called "Dead and Bloated." They're like, "Oof, that's dark." <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots. Here we go. Hit it, DJ. Hit it. When the wrestler comes through the curtain in my yeah. head. <laughs> Everyone Ooh. asks, like, what, what would your entrance music be? This. This ain't bad. So why is this song on the list and in the middle? So this, in the, in the middle. So the placement, it, not, it was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I got to have this started here. Yeah. Um, for one, Stone Temple Pilots actually was the first rock band that I was ever introduced to. They were um, huge when you were yeah. a young boy. Yeah, oh, yeah. They must have been everywhere. My best friend, Zach Young, his stepdad, Jeff Erlenbush, shout out. Um, was 
to this day the biggest Stone Temple Pilots fan. I really? Know. Oh yeah. yeah, like it was. Yeah, he would <laughs> he would mix beer and a in a in tomato juice. And then Red put Xanax in it and, Jesus. and pick us up from school. My uncle does that. And just blast wow. pilots. And to me, like hearing this yeah. from like what I was like accustomed to hearing was like a f- mind fuck. You know yeah. what I mean? And so when so, this like, came when you were listening to this, what were you accustomed to listening to other than jazz on the road trips of Kenny G? What uh, were you listening to? A, a mix between that, um, Big Daddy K. It was like a lot of hip hop, R and B, old school kind of soul music. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And so this shit just was like, sure. what? Like this is possible? And just like the lyrics, and just like being kind of like, because I'm black. I grew up on a farm in fucking nowhere, Illinois, and you always feel like you're in the middle. You know what I mean? You're blonde one side or the other, whatever. And this was almost like for me. I'm like. Okay, this is who I am. <laughs> you know, it's like wow. I'm a mix. You know, I'm like a mix between. You know, listening to you know Notorious B.I.G. Uh, you know, Amy uh, Grant. You know, like Smokey Robinson, no, and you know, and, and Stone Temple Pilots. And so it just it was like an outlet. It was my. It was like the gangster rap to me because I was already listening to it. Shit, sure. You know what I mean, so to this to me was was my version of. I felt like rap. for that time that obviously gangster rap was getting so popular, and grunge. Or alternative music, I felt like those were a good combo together. Yeah. They they seem I'm surprised to pair they didn't well. mesh more. I mean, they, well, know? they kind of do. That's why we have new metal. That's why we have uh, Limp Biscuit and stuff. Uh, Some things just don't go well but, together. But we did, and then we got, we had like the Judgment Night soundtrack where bands teamed up, like yeah, Cypress yeah. Hill and Pearl mm-hmm. Jam, or whatever. They yeah. all teamed up. Um, but it, it is interesting that they just paired so well together. Yeah. Like an old, you can go to an old um, Lollapalooza, and it was like Ice T. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you'd have like Nirvana and you'd have Pearl Jam. It was like, yeah. sure. I mean, rappers Cypress now Hill. are, you know, they wear t-shirts with, you know, their band, Ma- Metallica or Megadeth yeah. or, you know, it could just be like more of like a fashion, but also there are, if you, if you kind of like look at the, the way the, you know, scene is now in rap, a lot of them use these yeah. type of bands as like inspiration. Well, like emo rap is so huge now and it's like based off of, you know, a combination of a little but bit. But I feel like if you had rock. like a Kanye West in here and you played that, he'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know that song. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Because yeah. it was also when, you know, obviously still MTV was the thing, but also radio. It was like you flip around and it's like if your favorite song wasn't on the rap station yeah. or the R&B station, then it's like, oh, fuck with the rap. Yeah. I went, I listened to every, all the stations. And I think there were some of those songs where it's just like, I don't care who you are yeah. or what you're into. If like you good, hear a good it, song, yeah. you're like, yeah, well, that's pretty good. This shit. And they were more accessible, I think, than like Nirvana or something like that. Oh like yeah, as Scott Weiland. Uh, hearing in, them when he came back after rehab, and um, the first he time. did the song. Um, oh gosh, it was a girl, um, something girl. Can't think of the name of it now. Um, heroin girl. <laughs> no, no. Is, is, was it called Heroin Girl? Yeah, my heroin girl. She's my oh uh, porcelain girl. Porcelain. Yes, yeah, so, I think I think it actually may have been porcelain girl. Yeah. But he kind of came out I was like, oh. You know, it was it's such like yeah. a, it was just such like a drop off of you. I know that was definitely a I'm on drugs that, kind of song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you talk about bands all the time that you know try to record not high, and it was like, oh, this is this is what Heroin Girl like. is uh, is from uh, uh, Everclear. Uh huh. But that's, okay. I think it was like, poor, can you look that up, Paul? I, I think it's like porcelain. I have the next song queued up, otherwise I would. I also, think it this is, is just like very indicative of my of, of my funeral. And just like, I mean, it's pretty much on the nose. Dead and bloated. Yeah. yeah. Sour <laughs> Girl? Sour Girl. Sour Girl. That's it. Sour Girl is the name of it. And there's someone in that video. I think it was, um, I think it was Drew Barrymore or no, something? No, like I think it was Sarah Michelle Geller with black hair, maybe? Yeah, whoever it was looked different and hot. I just remember that. I don't I was know. Like, oh, yeah. Well, besides love, the shitty song this is a great I mean video. it is it was kind of like a like a bummer too when you when a band you liked was coming out with that new video and yeah. it was like they got their new look a little bit and you're <laughs> yeah. like uh oh and uh, then you hear the first song and you're like oh, oh no I don't think I like it <laughs> and then that's when a new genre of music comes in <laughs> yeah and uh, right. I, I have to say that we've had multiple uh, people have Stone Temple Pilots. They're kind of like a dark horse on this. If we were yeah. doing, has, I, if we come up had a, a, a leaderboard, they've they've been, they've been on, on here like than... three times, maybe. Nice, so, you know. Surprisingly, right. for that genre, you know, yeah. there's so many other yeah. bands in, in retro. But it makes yeah. sense. I feel like Pearl Jam would be the mainstream version. We of haven't had a Pearl Jam song Stone yet. Temple Pilots but it was, was it's just more accessible than Pearl Jam, yeah. and it was more for like I could see a kid being more like. 
I like this. Oh, yeah, he yeah. had the wild hair. Yeah. The videos were cool. It was like a whole rebellion. They had a yeah. lot of hit songs like that, like Sand the Vaseline. A lot of songs that were just, they were just, they had hooks. And know? I think that, especially that first album, I think they had so many singles off of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like, for a brief time, Chester Bennington was the yeah. frontman for him. But it all kind of started every time they would perform and like he was like around, he would come out and sing that song specifically mm. with him on stage. And so then when the time for like to open it up, they were like, oh, yeah, this is very natural to have him Interesting. Uh, another artist that's been on here a couple times. Yes. And, uh, Somebody who every time they're on here, I'm like, yeah, I like this. Yeah, I like it's, this dude, but I never like delve deeper. I've never, yeah, same same exact situation. Yeah. We've cool. got uh, All Right by Kendrick Lamar. Let's play a little bit. Yeah. All's my life I has to fight, nigga. All's my life I hard times like yeah, bad trips like yeah. It's so funny, this is a song that you hear all the time when I'm out. I'll hear this song wherever I go out, but I never knew it was Kendrick Lamar. Oh, really? Yeah. Funny thing about it, I don't know if you noticed in the start of the song, it's like, da, 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 da. Yeah. So, like, Pharrell's, Pharrell mm-hmm. produced a song, and his calling card is repeating the first like chord of a song three times before oh. it starts oh that's so yeah if you ever really oh. just like if you ever go back and just listen to songs like rump shaker and like all the songs that like pharrell was a part of pharrell was part like, of rump shaker yeah that was, was his, like, like that was his first like hit. holy shit so here's a it's a funny story uh i went to south by southwest in 2003 mm. it's funny and i'm going back now but um, wow, that is a funny story well Paul. he was <laughs> he was on the there was a producer list of lists of producers I want to see. And the producers that were like produced rock shows and rock mm-hmm. albums. And I remember John Alasia who produced all my favorite bands, which were like the soft rock stuff. And Pharrell was on the list and that because he was there, he was on the panel. It was really crowded and I didn't know who the fuck he was. <laughs> so I'm sitting there talking to all the other producers and everybody is going to talk to Pharrell. <laughs> and he was literally 16 years old and he was in his, um, Nerd, that was like right. Oh, yeah, that was like NERD. And then, uh, I remember I was like this dumb kid. I'm like, oh, who's this guy? And then I heard nerd, I was like, holy shit, like this guy is legit. Skateboard, skateboard C, really love skateboard P. Okay, (laughs) so who's the other guy in NERD? Um, well, there's Chad, um, who is like kind of the workhorse of the group. Um, and then, oh god, what's the Third dude's name. It's, there's three total. Okay. It's what did they skateboard P Chad? Did and, they ever uh, do anything? I mean, no. on their own. No, yeah. Okay. No. So Pharrell is they're the kind guy. of loyal to the group. Okay. So to speak, but but yeah. Pharrell kind of took off. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. It was. It was very clear. And also, like his success didn't raise the. Well, they the success of NERD was enough to catapult you know him because he had been doing some ad hoc work, obviously producing, producing kind of stuff on yeah. his own, and then kind of it was like. Lightning struck at the right time, like you know, Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out, you know, like all of these Comes things. Up all the time. I can't Hawk. wait for that documentary. Oh my god, they're What's doing a, one on it. Oh, they're doing oh, one. Oh, yeah, just like when that was released and the impact it had on culture. We hear uh, Tony Hawk and uh, Guitar Hero a lot yeah. of times for, as influences. Yeah, Tony Hawk would, that was my kind of like generation. Guitar Hero didn't, I, it didn't really like, I didn't catch that, mm-hmm. but yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater between me. Learning to skateboard, like yeah. kind of joining, you know, like a crew trying to get people signed to, you know. I doing wonder like if somebody was like, shit. I don't want my song on some stupid video game. And now they're like, Fuck, why didn't we so do that? Dumb. How did, how, so going from Pharrell, how did you get into Kendrick Lamar and this song? How does this fall on the list? Um, I mean, I was just a funeral a list. So this actually, this, I didn't, I didn't realize this before we went into it. This is, this song was not on that because okay. I wrote this before the song came out, but gotcha. um, I wrote the, you added this, the piece. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Kendrick Lamar was like already tabbed as kind of like the next great hope from the West coast. He had, he was like, he was co-signed by Dr. Dre, you know, he, his like, is he from Compton? Yeah. Yeah. And so like he, his like story of like, he was standing on his like father's shoulders while Tupac they recorded uh, To Live and Die in L.A. It's like Ooh, all of this like really yeah. just like, you know, it's, it's kind of blood. meant to be. It was meant to be. And then he came out, you know, with the with the backseat freestyle and all this. So I was a big Kendrick Lamar fan from kind of like day one, so to speak. And then he came out with To Pimp a Butterfly, which is like probably one of this decades or this last decade, the, the tens um, greatest 
hip hop albums by like a long shot. Okay. He's just like, he, he it's, he's like a, almost like a flawless artist in a sense of like, you know, his rap style, his creativity, just like kind of what he stands for and like everything together. But that song particularly is like an anthem for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, I, just, I listen to the car and I'm just like trying to like rev myself up like old school, like before like a high school football game, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean? just for like life in general. What album is this one on? That, that, all right. To Pimple Butterfly. Okay, yeah. it's on that So one. that okay. song is on. And then the he has that there. interlude, then it goes into yeah. King which Kunto, which is like, fuck, man. That is a yeah. back-to-back song yeah. with the interlude. It's like, yeah. oof. It's just one wow. of those things, like, very rarely I feel like you get nowadays in, like, hip-hop for sure, but just, like, a thing in music because of streaming, mm-hmm. and it's very individualistic. Like, there's no real cohesion, and I always use that word for some odd reason, and and albums anymore where just like one thing flows to the next and to pimp a butterfly is like one of those like albums like i think about like the seven day theory and you know um uh um to live or uh, life after death and like all of these like hip-hop like great hip-hop albums that have this like there's a theme there's a to like me a it's theme. like the chronic yes you know, the chronic uh and and doggy style too with yeah. like the radio like it, i just love the how interludes are just on the, the line so did it funny too. so funny they were hilarious. <laughs> Despite it being a top three, there's no cohesion. Yeah, but I just like you love a good like those. There's those. They're funny sometimes, yeah. or it's, it's like just an like, audio movie. Yeah, you know I mean, where it's just like it, yeah. it kind of takes you through. Well, a journey. it keeps you in the album. Right? Every once yeah, in a while, if I've journey. had too much to drink, I'll play a song at it, and I and I'm like, ah, here we go, like Ice Cube. But it's like the just the <laughs> you won, won what the wet t-shirt contest, <laughs> and then it's like then there's like a country song. I'm like, wait, where did my Ice Cube song go? And like you played 99 cents to hear a fucking little interstitial thing on a fucking rap album. <laughs> That'd be the funniest thing to do is like just like play interludes on touchdowns yeah <laughs> like right or dj interlude <laughs> dj interlude and he's just like editing him in there what is like um on the chronic it's like it's like um 99 you're on the crest line oh yeah and then there was dj e zedick in the jack off hour no that was uh snoop oh yeah nwa had some real good ones I feel uh, like the West Coast the really held down yeah. the, the interlude. I just, really yeah, it was like shit. more silly. Yeah, they were silly. And, and it, it was, was almost more like, like very juvenile, like uh, yeah. saying like, oh, dick on the track. You know I, I feel mean? like the New York guys were more like political and here's what's yeah, going yeah. on. And the West Coast guys, although they were as well. But I think even NWA would have like silly ones and stuff. And then with, with Snoop, when Snoop and Dre were so popular, it was just like hanging out, riding around. You're yeah. high. No There's literally deal. one of, of someone fucking a chick. And the interlude, I forgot whose album it's on, but I've always wondered if that was real. I think it's NWA, right? Because they talked about it in the uh, Ice Cube documentary. Oh, like, really? I, I was maybe NWA? Maybe, maybe it was. I'm but I sure. just remember I always like, just because you're so young, it's almost like you're like, is that real? You're doing something like yeah. everybody just listening to it, you know? Yeah, because I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I don't about. see the NWA guys being like, okay, for um, Don't Matter, Just Don't Bite It. We want it to sound like she's <laughs> really? giving a man oral sex. <laughs> Uh, what, what's the Foley department think about this? They're just like, no, we're going to record we're a woman giving me head. That's just what we're doing. It's Jerry like, oh, Heller's like, can I watch? Yeah. <laughs> Please? All right, guys, let's get this done with here real <laughs> yeah. quick. But I mean, never I got to take it. my niece to school, so yeah. have a hurry up. But it's just, it's just, uh... <laughs> Paul. <laughs> oh, Paul. Why I want, I want, I, I want a super cut of all the times Paul tries to shoehorn in the next song. <laughs> and it's just like, Never would have made it. Never would have made it by Marvin Sapp. Boy, I will be. By the way, that's our next song. I have never heard this song. Oh, this is great. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to dig deep into Marvin Sapp's catalog. You, you probably. I did. This is it. (laughs) You what? I actually was like, why the? Okay, so first we need to play. It's not Warren Sapp. I don't know if that's what you're Marvin Oh, that would have been so funny. I, I, I know, no, no. I just I figured that was why you dug deep. You're like, oh, damn, I didn't know All you had right. a song. No, I was listening to it because I don't judge. When I when people send us lists, I don't look at the list. I just start listening to it. And then if I like it, I'm like, oh, who was it? Or if I'm like, what the fuck is you this? You come across as someone who would judge immediately. Oh, <laughs> this one I did. We'll talk about that in a second. Great. But, Marvin um, also, a little bit ahead of his time, off the album Thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, here's Marvin Sapp with Never would have made it. That's a long intro too. Never would have made it. Is this considered like a gospel banger? Yeah, it, it may be the most popular gospel song. Oh, okay. okay. Really? Okay. Because I always Mahalia Jackson. 
I always wonder with certain like I love one of the things I love the most is like uh, doing like a show with with almost all black comics and then a certain song will come on and I'll be like what the fuck is this and everybody alright uh, by Kendrick one time played and then when it finally hit in everybody just like lost their mind and I was like whoa this is okay, okay. I like I'm missing something here <laughs> So this is actually, yeah, it is a gospel this song. Is gospel. I had to Google it. I was like, why did Curtis put this song on here? But then I was like, oh, it's a gospel song. Now it makes sense knowing that it's your death list. But uh, what, how, what is this? Uh, what a gospel? Well, <clears throat> I was raised in the church. Starts there. Um, so now this party. song came around when I was much older, and but it's just something about like gospel music like in church and being like in that environment i'm not a religious person at all anymore and it's but i think just being raised in that environment and i can't speak for any other church besides the black church and the Mm -hmm. baptist church really to be specific that like it like the feeling you get even when I was younger, I was never, I was in the church, but I would never really like, I never got caught onto it, never like had a full grasp on like what was going on because I didn't believe it. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, nah, it never happened. You know, and so I just never felt that connection. However, it's, it's almost impossible to like sit through some churches that just have like very captivating music and a captivating pastor that just like, is commanding. You know what I mean? It's just like going to like a show you didn't really like, you, you didn't expect to like the person that was on stage, but they just have like a delivery that kind of like hits you. Right. And so like gospel music very specifically has this like, whatever the hell they're talking about, whatever the hell you're going through, you're like, man, like I can, I don't know. It's, it's, it's maybe the most inspiring music that, that I really come across. And then, so this song Maybe the most inspiring, which is kind of the fucked up part is what last week or two weeks ago, Kanye West does his Sunday services. Yeah. Have, and they had Justin that? Bieber. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I'm not going to pay to go to church. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Justin Bieber was a guest and he sung this song. Are you kidding? And me? it's like, it's almost like, it's like, a, it's like cheating because like the song itself is just like very, just like inspiring. So like to do it, it's like, okay, of course you did. Never would have made it, you know? And then he kind of like Taylor Swifted it up a little bit and is like, oh, it's like when you kind of like do a, a, a whiter version of a very like yeah <laughs> like stereotypically black whitewashed song, it you know? and then he tried to put his like spin on it but it just wasn't it was it wasn't right but the song yeah the song you, is definitely one that like anytime I listen to it I'm like yes do you listen to this in the car like. Yeah, sometimes. So you're, when you're taking your kids to Tennessee when you're an adult, you're going to be playing this. Oh, yeah, this, they're, they're definitely. And they're going to be like, oh, yeah. I can't stand Marvin Sapp. All while having goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely that's going. so funny. <laughs> I just don't. I um. Well, that's cool that you can listen to it uh, everywhere. And, and, and obviously the emotions, I can see that being an emotive person singing. It's the same way I feel when I hear Adam Duritz from the Counting Crows. So I get it. <laughs> it's like that's church. our gospel. Curtis, yeah. you need to understand our gospel is the Counting Crows. That's mine. You know, and they have gospel brunch at House of Blues. <laughs> Paul's like, can we just do Counting Crows brunch all day, once? once? All the time. <laughs> just once. And then Marty's listening to Dickie Bear. I just love that idea that like there are gospel singers who are like mega stars, but no one would know. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? They like, walk in a room. They've and- sung to arenas, and we're just Kirk like. Kirk Franklin is that? probably the only gospel artist. Artists that like yeah. you you would notice you know what I yeah. mean and they sell so many albums oh, they, like, it's like a, it's a huge, that's why I mean and I'm sure you can say like he really like free and all this shit yeah and you yeah, could say yeah, you know Kanye really like has found Jesus but like real talk it's like a wide open opportunity for well, right yeah. to, like, to, to become like, platinum it's and then you can there was a South Park episode where they were oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically yeah. You know, all the songs are like, talking about like fucking Jesus yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just change well I mean I was gone when the loop changed to Christian rock uh, I was in LA and I came back and Humble loop break. is one of my 97.9 I was in LA <laughs> selling a show that didn't get sold and uh uh, I came back and I was like, this song is like really good. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, how is this on the loop? And then you're like, oh, they're talking about Jesus. Gross. But it's <laughs> like, but there are, and I still haven't changed it because it's like, they're good songs that are in gospel and on yeah. Christian stations as long as you don't, as long as you know. Yeah, my that. girlfriend grew up exclusively listening to Christian-based music. <laughs> and sometimes she'll describe it and I'm like, don't even tell me. I know what this is going to be yeah, like. Yeah. And, I, and like, there's this guy named Carmen 
Uh, and he just sing, he doesn't even really sing. He's just like, and then the devil came to him and said, I am the devil. And we said, nay. And so I was like, oh, okay, I know <laughs> what this is. But <laughs> with the gospel, it's like, I mean, it's that's more fun. I think uh, black church is more fun than white church. We don't have to, yeah, even, we don't even have to vote on it. I, I used to have a shirt that... Uh, that said black church is more no. fun than white church? That's a, a, that's a weird shirt. I had a shirt that said, I heart Christian rock, but the heart was a Jewish star. It was a joke shirt that I wore to Summerfest once. Yeah. And then a guy just started talking. He's like, so who are your, uh, who are your uh, favorite artists? Yeah. I'm like, huh? And then he's like, I just noticed your shirt. Like, are you a big? And he named all these people. I'm like, oh, do I like... Oh man, I, I I would one hundred percent dig in. I watched, I was like, I didn't want to go to de- like to, to. I went down like a music wormhole on YouTube, and they were all talking about some dude, and they're like, "We all knew he wasn't faith based, and this was just a cash grab for oh, him and yeah, stuff." There was like a recently Christ, there was like a Christian punk kind of punk pop group where a guy got sort of like outed as like he got like me too for being a real piece yeah, of yeah, shit. That, and a, I don't like, know if you're talking about recently, but I was reading an article. I don't even know the name of the, the artist, but basically he was, yeah, using it as like kind of like yeah. a front. Well, there was, was a big like, uh, Christian comedian who recently, that's, no, that's what it was. He that's was, yeah, was going to yeah, put yeah. out a Netflix yes, special and everything. Exactly and, and his, we'd watched some of his videos about like the church and stuff. And, Sarah was like, "This guy's like got it down. Like he knows what he's talking about, and it's like pretty funny." And then, yeah. and then like two, two months weeks, later, yeah. it was just like, <laughs> "Guess who's canceled?" Oh man, it's kind of like Fair Life. Then <laughs> my my wife, she like loved Fair Life, and I was like, "What's Fair Life?" Fair Life is um, there's a dairy farm. Okay. And oh like, yeah, yeah. Like the fair I just drove by and there, and they're like, "Guys, we're good now. <laughs> yeah. We're sorry." What happened? What, what? They were like so, beating the shit out of cows. But they were just oh. a holier than thou company. They're like, "We like treat our animals like more humanely than like anyone, you know." And it was, and then like all these videos came out with people like just like straight they're like punching, punching cows, cows in the, in the face. face. Like, hey, you idiot cow! Give us some milk. Like yeah. suplexing them because so they wouldn't. Bad. Because they wouldn't produce milk and like all this like inhumane treatment, and it had been like a very like long winded investigation. So this whole time they've been just like shitting on all the other companies, yeah. like they don't know how to like treat their animals, right? Like we have cage free, and they're just like shoving them in cages. Yeah, oh my but God. but my but my wife like was she like wanted to like work for Fair Life, and I was like, who are you? <laughs> like, so are you want to do this too? And she's like, I don't know. That's what they were doing. So wild. So how much does it cost to go to the Kanye gospel? breakfast brunch thing i know it's like more than 30 bucks okay yeah and then like the tickets are like you know they're gone before looks wild open. you yeah. know what i love is i like i like to watch like uh like meme compilations on youtube and um there's kids who will make these and they they have the video of kanye and them dancing and they it's like the, it's real cool yeah. but then they'll put it to like a super funny like the office theme song and they're like dancing like they're all fucking yeah, dancing. there's it's one where he's fun. like doing the beat yeah machine, that's like the main one in yep. the chair, yeah, and everybody's the just waiting and then all of a sudden like it just hits the big crescendo and everybody goes crazy <laughs> they did it to the seinfeld like oh perfect another like, one i love it. it i fuck he's got to see that and be like that's pretty funny oh yeah i love that it's did you, did you see the South Park where they shit on him for the fish sticks thing? Oh, yeah. yeah classic. Classic, classic. Well, we are out of time, We Curtis. certainly are, We Curtis. went over time. Thank you, Thank you for this, so much. Uh, for eclectic this mix. Yeah. I didn't know you are a big STP guy now. Yeah. I, can, uh, feel, I, feel like, uh, <laughs> I feel like I learned a little something about you. I would not have guessed that that would have been no shit. Yeah. on the list. It's we should, go, cool. we okay. should go check out that. Uh, we should actually bring that cover band from Scottsdale here. To I do would a love STP to covers. see that. Let's close down the Laugh Factory. Let's, <laughs> just, let's just get them on that stage. Here you guys. Here's what you're going to do. We'll make it a Shishan Boy production joint. We'll have them come out. They'll play on the show. Yeah. Put them on your anniversary. Also, I I don't want to brag, but I was so right that it was Sarah Michelle Geller in the Oh, it was Sarah Michelle. Half the time she has the blonde hair, and then when she's bad, she has the black hair. Symbolism. Yeah, baby. Where can uh, people find out more about you, Curtis? Um, I'd prefer that they don't, but. (laughs) (laughs) Good And since this is a music podcast and you have a Chicago Literacy Alliance pin that you stole from the Laugh Factory, and then you blame us for, like, not having the pins for Drink Date Laugh. (laughs) Um, Open wow. Books, which is a nonprofit that I that I work oh, yeah. with, um, we have partnered with Dolly Parton um, to start a might have heard of her, maybe <laughs> songwriter, yes, no. <laughs> Jolene, anyone? Um, and so she has a program called the Imagination Library that mails free books once a month to 
children from birth to five years old when they start school. Wonderful program, but they just released a trailer today, worldwide premiere of this trailer for a documentary called The Library That Dolly Built. And so Open Books is hosting the one night only exclusive um, screening at the Music Box. That's Thursday, April 2nd um, at 7 p.m. at the Music Box Theater. Uh, Music Box is great. Dolly Parton is great. Literacy is great. So come out and Literacy is great. Money. There you the go. Money that you spend on the ticket goes Do it. towards um, sending a year's worth of free books to a child. And so the program That's is awesome. we've rolled it out to the south and west side. So, you know, communities that need it, children that need it. And, yeah, it's great. If you go to that because Curtis told you to, uh, let us know and then send us a, a five-song mix and Paul and I will we'll do a free episode about it. Normally oh. this would cost hundreds on Patreon. Yeah. Yes. We'll yeah. do it for free. Uh, and – uh, Curtis, I'm not going to just let you hang and just go off the air with no music. Yeah, we'll get <laughs> called out. Gonna, Thank you all for listening I'm to another. I'm going to play a little, uh, little tune here. Let's see when it kicks up. Make us a mixtape. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you weren't there when Eddie Murphy and Michael Jackson met up and made magic, you sure missed it. But luckily for you, you can see this beautiful, or hear rather, this beautiful song. It's going to kick in real hard here. I'm going to uh, stand thanks. on a soapbox and say when Eddie Murphy stopped processing his hair, he got less funny. So I'm hoping he does it like Boomerang. This is Boomerang Eddie for that sure. Is boomerang Eddie Murphy right there. And yeah, once he, once he stopped processing his hair, it's not the same. All right, everybody. We want to know what's up with you. Email us. PaulMartyMix at gmail.com. Check us out online. We don't have a page. Yet. <laughs>